home by myself, enjoying my own company of me, myself, and I. I'm in the crowd with all the Port Lincoln watching the circus. And so, like myself, wanting to be in isolation but finding myself in a crowded circus, Jesus would often find himself in crowds. And so we're going to look at a crowd that Jesus found himself with in the book of Matthew chapter 20. Did we all get there? The book of, the book of Matthew chapter 20? And so we're going to look at verses 29 to 34. Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 to 34. So I found myself in a crowd at a circus. Jesus found himself with a crowd. And, it says, and so the subtitle was, Jesus heals two blind men. Can everybody say, two, two blind men. So it says this, verse 29. As Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road when they heard that Jesus was coming that way. They began shouting, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at him, but they only shouted louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And when Jesus heard them, he stopped and and called, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see And Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes and instantly they could see and they followed him. We're going to pray. So if you want to close your eyes and just connect to Jesus right now. Jesus, we thank you that the Bible is speaking. Open us up, God, that we leave this place hearing your voice more clearly. We don't just want to come to youth and experience vibes. We want to experience the power of your spirit. And so Holy Ghost, fill us afresh. Fill us anew, fill us with power that, that God may this not just be, and God, I just pray that this word would be uh, delivered in the same way that I've received it, that we as one youth can be a place where we have the power of God moving and functioning in our lives. Amen. Amen. So um, I often, I've often heard, who's ever heard this like people talking about Jesus healing blind people in church before? I hear it regularly and I often hear when they talk about this situation, they often use a parallel and they say, you know when the, the, the crowd tells the blind people to go, shh, don't disturb Jesus, be quiet. And we often hear that preaching preachers say if we're the blind person we got to when we get told to be quiet we got to get louder we when people tell us to uh, quieten down in our faith we got to step up and have more boldness has anyone heard this kind of preaching before no if you if it's stick around church i'm sure you're going to hear it in the future but i want us to take a different route in this in this passage and look at something different and so rather than focusing on the blind guys i want us to focus on the crowd i want us to look at the crowd and so It's very interesting. We see that the crowd was near Jesus, but the crowd was not like Jesus. I'm going to say that again. The crowd was near Jesus, but the crowd was not like Jesus. Yeah? And so um, the, the crowd could see Jesus. The crowd could hear Jesus, but they were not like Jesus. And so for me, when I read this in the earlier this year, it scared me. It gave me the hippie jibbies because I'm like, wow. Am I like the crowd that I can be near Jesus, I can see Jesus, I can hear Jesus, but does my life look like Jesus? Hmm. We're going to have some words come up on the screen, and it says this. And so if you're taking notes, this is our main point. Proximity does not equal symmetry. Can everybody say proximity? Proximity. Now, can we say symmetry? Symmetry. symmetry. So your proximity does not reflect your 
proximity. It's a bit of a tongue tie, but we're going to explain what that looks like for our life. So your proximity does not reflect your symmetry. So what's proximity? Who's close to you? So Sean is in my proximity. But symmetry is what we reflect. And so uh, just because we're close to God does not necessarily mean we reflect him. So we're going to see a picture up here on the screen. And it has here, this is what symmetry is, right? So we see there the apple. It's, the symmetry means it's mirrored image. It's the same on both sides. Do we, can we understand that? So symmetry is, if you can split it down the middle, it's evenly and perfect on both sides of the symmetrical line, right? The butterfly effect. So we all know a butterfly is the same on both sides. We call that symmetry because one side is a reflection of the other side. And so in the kingdom of God, it, as disciples of Jesus, we're meant to have symmetry with Jesus. So an example could be is in uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. Uh, it's, it's called the Lord's Prayer because the disciples say, hey, Jesus, yo, Jesus, teach us how to pray. So Jesus goes, okay, to pray, he says like this, our Father in heaven, may your kingdom be the same on earth. So he says, there's a parallel there. There's symmetry that goes, you know what? What heaven looks like, earth looks like. Then he says, I've forgiven you, so you then must forgive others. There's, it's, a, it's symmetry. It's saying, we have forgiveness, you have forgiveness. If the kingdom of heaven is blessed, your life on earth should be blessed. Another situation in Matthew chapter 16, verse 9, Jesus says, whatever you bind on heaven will be bound on earth. Whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth. Again, it's the same principle. Jesus is saying that whatever heaven has, there should be, uh, uh, I've already forgotten the word, uh, symmetry on earth. So whatever heaven has, there should be, and Jesus has, should be symmetry in our life. We should have a perfect reflection of heaven in our circumstances. And so the life of a disciple is meant to have symmetry with the realities of heaven. A perfect reflection, a mirror image, that is symmetry, right? And so to be a disciple of Jesus means we reflect Jesus. And so if we reflect Jesus, we have spiritual symmetry. So let's look at the crowd's response to the blind guys again, right? We remember the crowd. They said, basically, shut up. They said, don't bother us. Don't disturb us. We are with Jesus. He's important and he doesn't have time for you. That's what we read. But then what does Jesus' response? Jesus was, sorry, so this is how Jesus responded to the blind guys. He says, speak up. What's your issue? I want to hear it. I have concern for you. Jesus says, I care about your issue. I value your issue. I love you so much. You're not a disruption in my way. You're not a, a burden for me. You are the very reason I came. I came that you can see. I came that you would have health. Can we see that? We can see there's a, we can see there's a difference there of symmetry. Jesus' response was not reflected by the crowd's response. And so the very people Jesus loved, the very people Jesus had mercy and compassion for, his eyes were like, you know what, I, I, I see love, I see value, I see care. The crowd did not have the same eyes. The crowd did not have the same heart for the people. They did not have a symmetry, right? And so one youth, if we're to be honest, we might say, you know what, we are the crowd, I, we, we, if we were to be honest, we'd go, you know what, God, we are sorry because we are so often the crowd. The people that you came and loved for, we see as a disrupt, uh, disruption. And so um, if we are in proximity with Jesus, 
that's great. But we've got to move from proximity with Jesus and have a symmetry to Jesus. And so there are many ways we can get close to Jesus. And so we can come to church. Who comes to church? Awesome. Coming to church is a great way to get close to Jesus. Would you agree with me? Um, another way to get close to Jesus is opening up your Bible. I've talked about it before. We can up our, open up our Bible and we can hear God speak. That's how we get close to Jesus. In worship, we can raise our hands. We can jump up and down. That's a way that we get close to Jesus. Other ways that we can get close to Jesus, we, yeah, we can sing. Um, we can pray. We can hear great preaching. There's so many ways we can get close to Jesus. But you know what? The crowd got close to Jesus. The crowd was in proximity with Jesus, but that did not equate to symmetry. We've got to move, we've got to have a shift from uh, proximity to symmetry. Is that making sense? It's people getting where I'm coming from. So in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, 18, you've heard me say this before, and it says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so that tells us that being drunk is a sin. Being drunk is not good, right? So don't get drunk because you lose your mind and you do make and do silly decisions, yes? So we might go then, okay, well, how many beers can I have before I get drunk? Or we could ask, how much alcohol can I consume before getting drunk? Now, I would say you could ask that question, but there's a better question to ask. A better question would be is like, rather than how much alcohol can I consume before getting drunk, does this alcohol get me filled with the Spirit? Does this alcohol get me closer to Jesus? Yes, you've heard me share this before. And we got, So we might be watching TV. It might not be an evil TV show, but does it get me closer to Jesus? Or could I be using this time to pray? Could I be, because we might have these excuses. Oh, you know what, Pastor Josh? I just don't find time to read the Bible. You know what? I just don't find time to pray. But you found time to scroll your, your Instagram for 30 minutes and it says, you know when you refresh it goes, no, like you've already seen this? Oh, but I'll keep scrolling it three more times just in case. No, but we've got to go, we've got to ask the question, does all this scrolling bring me closer to Jesus? It's not necessarily sin, but does it bring us closer to Jesus? But as I was saying, the crowd... They were close to Jesus. But we've got to, we've got to take them the next step again and not just go, does this bring me closer to Jesus? But does this get Jesus inside of me? And so that's what we want to have a shift from proximity of just going, well, we are close to Jesus. That's great. Read the Bible. Have great habits. But we want to take a step further and go, we're not, we're not pursuing sin. We're not just close to Jesus, but we're getting Jesus inside of me. And so I've got an example of this. You might not be able to read it, but we've got this here. We've got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. we got me. So this is us. And then this is Jesus, right? And so we've just been talking about symmetry and proximity, right? So if this is a, this, these jugs relate to our lives, right? Can we make sense? So this is my life and this is your life. And this is Jesus. These jugs are in proximity. This jug is coming to church. This jug is reading the Bible. This, this, this thing filled with ping pong balls is, is lifting their hands in worship. They're, they're in proximity to Jesus, but the symmetry is not the same. Jesus isn't filled up with ping pong balls. And so what's these ping pong balls? This could be sin. This could be bad attitude. So the crowd didn't have love. So this ping pong ball could be uh, selfishness. This ping pong ball could be like, I'm happy with my, my friends. I don't want any extra friends in my circle. These ping pong balls re- represent the things that aren't Jesus' character 
in our life. And so as I'm saying, we don't have a good symmetry here. And so, but we want to not be in the proximity of Jesus. We want to reflect and have symmetry with Jesus. And the only way that happens is when the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, right? So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, right, all of these issues start coming out, right? So when we get filled with the Spirit, all of the sin issues, ta-ta, farewell, and now we have symmetry with Jesus. Does that make sense? And so when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we call that sanctification. It's a crazy word. Could somebody try and say that? Sanctification. Sanctification. And so, because what happens is we might go, well, Jesus, I've, I've come close to you. But then the sanctification moment is, is when we move from going, I've come close to you, God. But then the Holy Spirit, as it says in Acts 1.8, we receive power. And he says, you know what, Sean, no longer be greedy. He says, you know what, Noah, no longer be selfish. You know what, John T., no longer be stingy. He says to Alana, you know what, no longer be a gossip. Those things in our lives that don't reflect Jesus, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he sanctifies us, purifies us, and makes us holy. Does that make sense? And so we can't sanctify ourselves. Just because we get close to Jesus doesn't mean much. But we've got to get close to Jesus and say, Holy Spirit, we need you to fill us afresh. Holy Spirit, you need to come upon me because that is the only way we get sanctified and that we move from proximity to symmetry. And we want to have symmetry in our life to Jesus. Does that make sense to everybody? And so in closing, in the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verse 1, it says this, Everyone who believes that Jesus the Christ, uh, everyone, sorry, I'm going to start again. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. Everybody that believes that Jesus Christ, believes, sorry, that Jesus is the Christ has become children of God. Now, Pastor Robert Church has been talking about being born again. And so what that means, when we get born again, when we believe that Jesus is Lord, that he came to free us from our sins, we become children of God. And I've often heard a lot of preachers will talk about stuff like this. There's no such thing as grandkids in the kingdom of heaven. There's no such thing as grandbabies in church. Because what, what, who knows what a grandkid is? It's the offspring of a child. But the kingdom of God, is, there's no grandchildren. So just because my parents believe Jesus was the Christ doesn't mean that it reflects in my life. I've got to make my own conscious decision and go, well, my parents believed it, but do I believe it? And so you've got to make a decision for yourself. Just because your friend believes that Jesus is Christ doesn't mean you do. And so we've got to come to a moment of realization in our lives and go, well, Jesus, if there's no grandkids in the kingdom of heaven, I want to be a child of God and I want to have my own encounter relationship with you. And so I, I'm sick and tired of living a, a, a proximity life. I want to start living a symmetry life. Do we, does, does one youth, do we believe that? Do we want to live lives where we're sick and tired of having the muck inside of my life? Oh yeah, I come to church because my parents brought me. I come to youth because my sister comes to youth. But are we going to come to a position where we go, God, we're no longer content just coming into proximity with church. We want the real deal. We want an account with the Holy Ghost and be filled with the Spirit and be able to see these, this mark come out of us and enter into sanctification. And you know what, one youth? 
they're still ping pong balls in my life. Believe it or not, I am not perfect. I committed a crime and got grounded when I was in high school, but I still make dumb choices because I continually say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Holy Spirit, change the way I'm thinking. Holy Spirit, change what my heart is feeling because I need your power to come in and fill me afresh and do something different. So one youth, why don't we stand up? And we go, I'm going to pray. And then what, what we're going to do is there's going to be a song, if you want to start playing that on the screen, Amy. But if you, there's going to be youth in here that we, you'd say, you know what, Pastor Josh? I, I've, I've seen this example of Jesus and me. And I just don't want to come to a youth ministry where I'm in proximity. I want to take the step and go, I want to be filled with the Spirit afresh and have a symmetry that my life reflects Jesus. That, that when the crowds come towards me, when the crowds, um, uh, I don't want to be a part of the crowd that, that is with Jesus, but not like Jesus. I want to have compassion. I want to have mercy. And I want to see the people that Jesus sees. And um, Sorry, if we, if we just have the music just down at a second. Sorry, sorry guys, I got too keen. The main, if you want to know what it is to be a disciple of Jesus, you know what it looks like? It means that you have people get in your way. If you want to know what it is to be a true disciple of Jesus, you will be disturbed. Christianity isn't just coming to you and going, I had all my friends here, sweet. No, no, Christianity, true discipleship of Jesus means there's going to people come into your life and you go, you're blind, you have an issue, you're frustrating me. But you know what? If Jesus has time for them, we need to have time for them. And so I want to encourage publicly in front of everyone with Maddie, she wasn't just happy coming to youth and going, I've got all my friends here, I've got my crowd here. She went, you know what? I've got friends that need to come to youth and I'm going to have time for them. So let's give Maddie a big clap because that's what the faith life is about. Maddie is being a true disciple because she goes, you know what? I'm not just going to have my cool friends at youth know I'm stepping out and I'm going to be disrupted and have my friends come. And so that's what true discipleship is. And so as I was saying before, um, as this song plays, you might make that decision. You go, you know what, Pastor Josh, but more so not Pastor Josh, Holy Spirit, you've spoken to me today. You've challenged me. I, I'm sick and tired of living a ping pong ball jug life. I want the Holy Spirit to touch me afresh. And I want to start having a symmetry life, reflecting Jesus, reflecting the kingdom of God in my school, in my workplace, wherever I go. So as this song plays, and that's, if that's you, I encourage you to come down the front and say, Holy Spirit, touch me afresh. Holy Spirit, I don't just want to be a, my, my parent is a child of God, but today I want to make you, I, I want to become a child of God. So sorry, actually, and as we do that, Amy, um, I don't know if it's possible, can we have the, the beginner's prayer on the screen? So I, I'm going to just take another step back. If you might be in this place and you go, you know what, Josh, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to, I want to, I want to move from coming to church to being a disciple of Jesus. If that's you, would you raise your hand and say, you know what, tonight's the night, I want to make that decision. Um, once you raise your hand, I'll just say, you can just put it down and we're going to then together pray a prayer. So if that's you tonight, you go, you know what, Pastor Josh, I want to make that decision to follow Jesus. Just raise your hand up quickly, pop it down, and I'll see it. Um, yep, I see that hands. I see those hands. Great. Awesome. So if that was you, um, we're all together one youth. We're going to pray this prayer together, and then 
at the end of youth, if you raised your hand for the first time, come and talk to me, and we're just going to give you some stuff to help you take the next step. But if you want to, the first step on your journey from being in proximity to Jesus, but to live in symmetry, is to pray this prayer. So come on, one you pray with me. Dear Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me, I give you my life, and invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So as I said, if you prayed that prayer for the first time tonight, I encourage you to come see me after any youth. See Liana, see Claire. We're just going to give you some stuff to help you take the next steps forward in your faith life with Jesus. But um, we're going to open up the front here right now. And you go, you know what? Holy Spirit, you spoke to me tonight. Holy Spirit, we need you afresh. Holy Spirit, come upon me because we want to no longer be in proximity, but we want to have symmetry. So one youth, I'm going to pray, then you can come down to Holy Spirit right now. We just pray for one youth. God, Holy, Holy Spirit, come upon us in a fresh way. Stir us up in a new way. We're not content living proximity lives. We don't just want to be a, a fake Christian that our parents are children of God, but we're not yet. Holy Spirit, we want to be activated. We want to have the ping pong balls of sin and issues in our life bubbled out because Holy Spirit, you've got a hold of us. You've come, we're not just near you, but you've come inside of us and changed us and sanctified us. So God, we believe that as we enter this holiday period, we're going to make times that we seek you and see you more and more. So let's sing one music.